0: Hey everyone, this is Megan. And this is Christina. We were friends first. And sisters second. Together we cook, farm, garden, and live life. So grab a mug of tea and join us
1: for this conversation we call Real Life. Hey Megan, we're back!
0: Yay! Happy Wednesday!
1: Happy Wednesday for us. I'm not sure what day this will actually air, but yeah. It's a good day. It's a... One of those rainy fall days.
0: Get all the things done indoors.
1: But you brought us a yummy treat today. Yeah, Can you tell me what is. is in my cup? Because it's amazing.
0: So I have been craving an iced matcha. Which is kind of weird because I think I've only tried a sip of someone else's. Oh my
1: goodness. <laughs> it's good.
0: But I don't know. I just wanted something different. And so I had some matcha and I finally went and found my nice little um little mini blender so that I could whiz it up with no lumps because nobody likes lumps in their ice oh, coffee that or so drinks. Oh, that's so smooth. Yeah. So there's that and obviously water and ice and then what kind of creamer did you have?
1: Oh, I had, I got it free from Thrive. Sometimes they give you like add-ons for free and it's a uh, half and half that's coconut milk instead of oh, dairy. So it was so like yeah. one of those non um ne- they don't need to be refrigerated so it's just like in my pantry super
0: nice yeah so that's what's in it and it turned out pretty well for nice. my first time trying a nice matcha latte
1: yeah it's delicious I like it I think the creamer is vanilla and I taste like just oh, a hint of vanilla that makes sense yeah. so next time if we make it with cow's milk we should add a splash of vanilla. vanilla definitely yeah it's delicious very refreshing so today speaking of pantry items We are starting part one of a three-part series of our Whole Food Pantry Must-Haves. So first, I think I want to define what Whole Food is to both of us because it may look different and that's okay. Um, For me, a whole food is basically like a staple that is as clean as I can get it. So as we were making our list, I was talking about like, well, this isn't the cleanest. And I'll explain those in further detail as we go on. But it's basically um, to eat healthy, you have to equip yourself, right? Mm -hmm, And you have to think ahead and be prepared. So we're going to go over some things that we have that are easy to grab out of our pantry to allow us to make healthy choices, and we're sourcing them as clean as possible, but it's not always right. super Some easy. Some of the
0: things are just not, you're not able to find up to your standards. Yeah. Um, and I would say for me, a lot of them tend to be one ingredient foods. So it's okay. just the basic ingredient and then I can use that to make a meal or, you know, different variations, but with one Basic ingredient.
1: Yeah. And most of the time, when you like are in the nutrition realm, they speak of whole foods being a food that is one ingredient, but it's also unadulterated. So, like
0: minimally talking, processed. Yeah.
1: Extremely minimally processed. So, if we're talking about flour, a whole food version of the flour would actually be the um, kernel, the wheat kernel, wheat berry. not the pre ground flour. But today, we're going to probably branch off a little bit more we're not as strict as that definition with a lot of what we're doing it's more just kind of staples
0: yeah so so for today's episode we're going to be talking about specifically dry goods yes or things that are shelf stable and then in the future we're going to do one about what would be a whole food staple in our refrigerator and we'll do a list of those and then also one for our freezer because there's some Mm -hmm. things that just keep better in the freezer Um, and then you can pull them out and use them as you need it.
1: Yep, definitely. So, to start us off in no particular order, I put on my list, and Meg and I have not compared lists yet, so I'm really curious to see if we have matching ones or not. Um, but I put on my list paleo breadcrumbs. Oh,
0: that is not on my list.
1: I mean, I'm Italian, so we bread a lot of things, and I love things like fried green tomatoes and squash and whatever, but... They um if you just get like the generic like Italian breadcrumbs from the store, they make my mouth feel gross. Yeah. And so I found paleo breadcrumbs on Thrive, and we're gonna link a lot of these products too, so you can find them as well. I think you can also get the same brand on Amazon, like it's not a Thrive specific brand, yeah. but um they're flax meal based mm. and they're so good. And sometimes I'll mix them with Panko. Um, which is, is a wheat derived breadcrumb, but it's just very clean. Like it's just the wheat and it's an organic panko that I found, um, so that you have that texture. But I just recently like fried up a bunch of eggplant to freeze mm-hmm. and, uh, use those breadcrumbs, and they work like a dream and they freeze well too. Cool. So that was my first one.
0: So the first one I had on my list was actually Himalayan pink sea salt.
1: Oh Yeah. I have salt on my list too.
0: Yeah, because you have to have a good quality salt. And for me, and I started buying it in bulk, and that's what also for me a lot of these things I end up buying in larger quantities because they are shelf-stable, and yeah. then you have them for an extended period of time. So I usually buy my salt in a 25- or 50-pound bag, and then I can you know share it with friends and family and provide it to our customers in the farm store Right, and make sure everybody can access it because it's... You're it makes m- a huge difference in your cooking and your baking.
1: You're pretty much the salt lady. <laughs> I have a turkey right now in my giant stock pot brining with salt. And I was like, it wiped me out of salt. I was like, Meg, I need salt. <laughs> but yeah, salt, good quality salt is like a huge staple. Um, the next thing on my list is nutritional yeast. Oh. So uh, if you don't have, you know... If you're not able to go to the store, like we all were a few yeah. months ago, or I guess almost a year ago, um, and you don't have access to dairy to make your own cheese, or you're in a pinch, nutritional yeast is shelf stable and um, it's delicious and it tastes just like cheese. It does. My kids can't tell the difference. So sometimes, if I don't have cheese on hand, I often, like when I'm doing cheeseburger or soup or something, I'll use well, nutritional that's a good yeast. Idea. Yeah, so and I bet
0: in the soup it like incorporates really easily too. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it tastes so good in soup. And I use it in casseroles too. Like I'll toss broccoli that's already like partially cooked, so it's got the saturation started um in the nutritional yeast because it's very dry, it's flaky. Right. Uh but yeah, that's a great one to have and it's pretty inexpensive and it has a lot of nutritional benefits that I don't know. Off <laughs>
0: the top of your head. We just it's know a it's John good Quest for us. Just,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So did you have other, um, like, substitutes like that in the dry good thing? No, I was, like, really, really basic with mine. So my second item on my list is organic cinnamon. Oh, and yeah. specifically the Vietnamese cinnamon because it is – the flavor is just beyond what you can find in the other varieties. I don't know what normal cinnamon um, that you would get, like, your basic grocery store even your – you know, discount store like a Dollar General or whatever right. it would be. But it's definitely much lower quality and you can definitely taste the difference.
1: And we get the both the nutritional yeast and the cinnamon from regional access, which mm-hmm. is nice. It's a cooperative that we have locally to anybody who's listening who's local. Um, and they try to source their spices and everything in bulk and as local as possible so we usually buy them in like half pound or one pound yeah so the cinnamon
0: comes in a one pound bag and i think we go through about three or four of them a year (laughs) yeah
1: the next on my list was garlic powder because i cannot grow enough garlic to keep up with our garlic consumption and so i buy about one pound every other month we use a lot of garlic powder and it's the same right through regional access uh, and, and that leads me also to like Having good quality herbs on hand yeah. To enhance your dishes You don't need a lot of fancy food You just need good herbs And to know how to use them right. To make things taste amazing Which unfortunately
0: has become a lost art
1: Definitely. In America,
0: because people just are so used to grabbing something quick and not taking the time to prepare it themselves or know the difference between the herbs and what they pair best with.
1: Yeah, we're a one-note wonder in America, unfortunately. When we branch into, like, Asian fusion cooking or Indian... I mean, it's just layers upon layers of mm-hmm. herbs, and the flavor is so much more complex, Yeah, and that's what I love. So to inspire me, my herbs are always out on an open floating shelf, and then I can just look up and say, oh, Cardamom would be great in this, and it's, like, easy access, easy to incorporate, and so good for things like blood sugar handling and yeah. blood pressure regulation and that type of thing. Um, the those herbs are amazing and and how they can heal as well as flavor our food yeah
0: which is like the hidden side of it like they taste good but they're also good for you
1: yeah like turmeric so powerful for inflammation yeah, that one and... has a
0: strong flavor but
1: <laughs> i know i'm Some so of the
0: cinnamon's my go-to because cinnamon is really easy for me to you know incorporate into almost everything
1: i actually went through a phase i just got ice in my mouth Sorry, I went through a phase where I would every time I brewed coffee or tea put half a cinnamon stick in mm. because um it was really good for regulating your blood pressure,
0: yeah,
1: and I just was like, "Why not start now? I'm in my twenties you know, like keeping your heart strong right. um, One of I don't our, have our an issue with it would but.
0: always put um, ground cinnamon in her tea, oh, instead yeah. of sugar, she didn't use sugar. I don't think she even used cream, it was just cinnamon.
1: It's supposed to cut the bitterness so you'll see cinnamon on a lot of coffee bars and stuff i haven't noticed that but it's kind of fun to swirl like the cinnamon stick in mm-hmm. and um cinnamon sticks are pretty affordable
0: yeah definitely
1: um oh and the one last herb that i had on there was smoked paprika that's a really fun one like a lot of people oh, yeah. use paprika and they're like oh it has no flavor and i have not found a really like an unsmoked a natural paprika that has a lot of flavor but smoked paprika is a game changer. Makes a big difference. Like if you want to make an easy barbecue sauce or whatever, you can just add a little smoked paprika and it's amazing. Now
0: oh, I want to go cook everything.
1: <laughs> I know. I just did that tomatillo pineapple salsa verde. Oh, yeah. And that was literally just salt, garlic powder, and smoked paprika. And nice. it's so good. Yummy. Um, And then next on my list I have... Lard, a shelf stable lard, so I render our own lard from the pigs that we raise, and then I um pour it into jars when it's still hot and it seals the jars. It's called open kettle canning, and because it's already rendered, all the moisture is out of it, and so it's just sits on my shelf, which is really nice. Um I grew up having the butter dish out on the table, some people are conflicted about that, or people use butter keepers
0: or um Ghee would be another Yeah, shelf ghee stable. is shelf fat. stable.
1: But just having a shelf stable fat that is healthy,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, especially if you're transitioning from using something like a canola oil, which is so not good for you. Yeah. And we Please will do another switch. podcast. Please. <laughs> we will do another podcast on seed oils for sure. Maybe we'll have some guest appearances. Um, but if you're if you're trying to make this shift I found it was really difficult to find something that was easy to use like canola. I think that's why canola became so popular. You just unscrew the cap and dump it in the pan. But having lard that's out on the counter, it's soft enough that I just put my spoon in and dump it into the pan. And it's just as easy as Mm -hmm. using a seed oil, um, but so much more nutritious. So that's really important. Um, And I recommend rendering it yourself. You can find it in the store already rendered but it's not as good of quality and there's so many youtube videos out there we might even do one yeah
0: it's really not that rendering. hard to render yeah just takes a day at home <laughs> yeah or a sure. couple hours at home anyway so that was what your number three or
1: four? Oh, i think we're like down the list i had a bunch of herbs
0: oh okay but you whenever you next... them next yeah <laughs> my next one was raw slash organic nuts if you can find them oh, so yeah. i lumped all of the nuts in together um, I like to make a grain-free granola, and that uses um, sliced almonds, um, pecans, walnuts, yeah. and some of those are really hard to find organic, like the walnuts, um, very tricky to come by in an All organic, right. but if you can find them raw, that's better. Um, some of them are already slightly processed just in order to get them out of their shell, but when you can find them in that raw state, it's it's way healthier for you.
1: Yeah. And the grain-free granola we're also featuring in our farm box, yes, which is exciting this month. So we're recording this in the month of September. It'll be in our October farm box, and I'm excited. And I was thinking if you do add seasoning, maybe you should consider pumpkin pie seasoning
0: Oh, since it's October. That would be fun if everybody likes Something pumpkin pie. Something different. Eggs. Yeah,
1: that's true. <laughs> but I'm excited for that. I'm down pretty far on my list, so you can go again. Yeah,
0: okay. So the next one on my list was either rolled or steel-cut oats. Oh, yeah. Because oatmeal, especially this time of year, oatmeal just hits the spot for breakfast in the morning. Um, And if you have an instant pot or a crock pot or even if you do it on the stovetop, both of those work really well. Um, A lot of times I would soak my... Um, rolled oats, but you could do steel cut as well the night before with some whey from either yogurt or cheese that I'd been making and get it really extra, you know, pre-digested before I cook it. And that makes it super, super creamy. But I definitely think those two, besides just making the oatmeal, but using for baking as well are really, really good to have.
1: Before we had kids, I had one of those mini pots. Do you remember those? People Mm use it for like fondue. And I would do overnight oats all the time. And we kind of outgrew it with the children because it's, like, enough for two people. Yeah. Um, but I think, like, when you have a big family, it's perfectly sufficient to use a full-size crock pot oh, and definitely. do overnight oats and you just stick them in before you go to bed and then, like, put it on a timer. I love timers on appliances.
0: They're super handy. And then,
1: like, set it for 6 a.m. and it's ready to roll. Um, so next on my list was having good drinks. Like, Mm. good quality teas and coffees, Um, the matcha that you used today is a fun one, and that's basically for unexpected company. And uh, people that, you know, you want, that show up, or you you know they're coming, but you, like, we live 25 minutes from the store. Yeah. So when I want to do a nice treat, I love to make a good beverage, and having that high quality um, teas on hand, I have a cute little tea box now that people can pick. Uh, what flavor they like And I always have like My favorite coffees And I have instant coffee mm-hmm. Because we have a lot of workers Running around right now As well Building our house And they are very coffee dependent <laughs> So oftentimes I, I'm like Offering them a cup of coffee In a matter of a minute Yeah Because the instant
0: And the instant from Thrive is really delicious. It's so good. Yeah. I didn't put that on my list, but it definitely crossed my mind multiple times, and I was just trying to keep it a little different
1: Yeah, and to go along with that, I also have, I keep lumping mine, but collagen and whey protein.
0: I had collagen on my list as well.
1: Collagen I shove in everything. Like, literally, being pregnant, being a woman, being super active, like, we need so much collagen. Uh, if you are not getting enough sleep and like if you're immunocompromised or any of the things, like collagen is so beneficial, and uh it's so easy to add to a beverage like you I know have added coffee it to or tea, our <laughs> I know I have it we can do it in the next drink um and then whey protein, I keep around a really good source that's soy free, um especially for my youngest who doesn't tend to eat a lot of protein. And I want to make sure that he's getting what he needs to grow. He's just a veggie boy. So I sneak it into his smoothies and different things like that.
0: Yeah. So along the things that we just did this a couple of weeks ago, um, one of the things that I had on my list was chia seeds. And you can use them in so many different ways. Some people use them for hair care products. Some people use them as an egg substitute. Um, because they have a very gel-like consistency when they've been uh, set with a little bit of water. Yeah. Um, I really like the chia seed pudding as a super healthy alternative to like a dessert. And we just had this the other night and my nephews were over. And uh, so my mom was like, all right, this is what we have as an option for dessert. Do you want to try some? And he took one bite and I wish I'd been recording with my phone because it was almost like a um Mikey moment, you know, from the good old life cereal. He was like, Mmm, how cute. (laughs) And he kept that little bowl of chia pudding. He loved it. And so that's, you know, besides using it in other cooking and baking, um, that's a super healthy, easy, easy, quick dessert.
1: Yeah, again with like last minute company. It's so fun to do that in the little mason jars, like the jam size jars. Making individual sizes, I like to mix mine with cocoa powder and maple syrup
0: uh-huh.
1: and um, some raw milk, and then just stick it in the fridge and it 's like three hours minimum yeah, you know couple but,
0: hours to let it gel up nice yeah it 's so tasty
1: Hey, everyone. Before we get back to this great stuff, I just wanted to let you know that this month only we have our fresh pressed apple cider in the farm store did you know that we have a hundred year old apple orchard on our farm we have so many amazing varieties of apples available, and we have a few pears, and we press them together into cider to make a delicious treat. This is a seasonal item, so I just don't want you to miss out on it. It's available for pre-order on our website, www.sunnycofarm.com, or you can stop into our farm store. We're open Tuesday, Thursday for self-serve, Friday, and Saturday. Check it out and get back to the podcast. It's really good. Um, and and then speaking of chocolate, this is not very whole food, but we both had chocolate chips on our list. We yep. were joking about it <laughs> earlier. I was like, well, it's not a super whole food, but when you have little kids and you just need to like spice something up, chocolate chips are one of those easy things. Definitely. John recommended using a dark cocoa bar.
0: Dark chocolate bar. Yep.
1: Which is also fun if you have time to chop it.
0: <laughs> or a kid that's old enough to use a knife and help yeah, you out.
1: <laughs> we're working on that. What else did you have in mind? Well the, the next underwear. one on my
0: list was cocoa powder, but then okay. I have a couple more after that. Um which kind of we covered with a the chocolate there. But I had either a pre ground organic flour or wheat berries. Now this would depend yeah. on whether you had a way to grind the wheat berries. Right. Um, but so you have a flour grinder at your house. That's right. nice. It's definitely an investment. Very I think it much was like $600. between five and $600. And that was like eight years ago.
1: I got a Vitamix. I was gifted one and then um, did some research, found out they have a dry pitcher. So Vitamix makes a wet pitcher and then a dry pitcher. And the dry pitcher <laughs> grinds <laughs> flour.
0: Yeah.
1: Not as nice, but it works. Yep. So that's a cheaper, if you already have a Vitamix, you just buy the pitcher for $100. And that works.
0: Yeah. So, and that's a, you know, great way to get a nice staple in there. Either way you go about it. Yeah. So then the next one on my list was shredded coconut. Again, I kind of tended to, like, go through all the stuff that I use to make my granola. Because I feel like my granola is sure. such a staple for me. Um, for breakfast, especially. And so I had shredded, organic shredded coconut on there. Um, And we already covered the chocolate chips. So then the last item on my list was dry beans. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Because we just got together and had the family dinner the other night. And I made beans in my Instant Pot. And it was actually the first time I've ever cooked dry beans. Wow. Yeah. And I'm converted. (laughs) Yeah, the they flavor. They were so good and I ha- I was able to use the leftovers to make homemade baked beans using my grandmother's recipe and we had them for several meals and they were like the perfect side and it was delicious and everybody loved it.
1: And the cool thing about New York State, a lot of people don't know this, but like dry beans is a big crop for us. Like yeah. they grow really well in this area and so we have access to like local farms that sell dry beans. In 25 and 50 pound bags Mm -hmm. and that's what we get from regional and it like it it thrills me because it's not something like rice that's being grown in like California or Mexico or even China. Right. It's like a dry good that we can grow here. So I love love using dry beans too and in the Instant Pot it makes it a lot more convenient.
0: Yeah. So easy.
1: Um, The last thing on my list is really funny, and it's mostly specific to my children. Um, It is canned olives. Oh. (laughs) Um, Partially because another thing, I'm all about, like, getting ready for Unexpected Company because it happens all the time here, which I love. Um, But I I love to be a host as well, so I like to have my pantry stocked with things that make it easy. And so um, cutting up some good protein and cheese... And having olives out on a charcuterie board, you know, with some dried fruit is fun. Uh, But also, when I need to keep my toddler quiet for a time so we can record a podcast, I just open up a jar of olives and it keeps him busy. Yeah.
0: And they love it. They're so
1: nutritious, so nutrient dense, really good brain food. Mm -hmm. Great for homeschooling. Having a bowl of olives on the table, you know, while we're homeschooling has been good too. So, yeah, finding a good jar of olives, especially when they're stuffed with the cheese. This is fantastic.
0: <laughs> We're just going to make ourselves hungry. <laughs> yeah. This is going
1: to be a fun series. So if you enjoyed it, look out for our next two episodes. This is part one of three. Um, and let us know what is your favorite, what are your top favorite pantry staples yeah. as well. Reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. And I'm sure there's a lot we forgot or didn't cover. So it'd be great to hear your input as well.
0: Thanks so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed this content and want to know more, check out our social media links in the show notes below. Until next time, friends.